Hello. Thanks for listening to Tea with Terry. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, we'd appreciate you hitting the like button and maybe leaving a review and uh, also subscribing. If you'd like to contact us, reach out to us on Instagram at Tea with Terry Podcast. Now, on to the show. Terry, welcome back from the beach. Why, thank you. It's good to be home, Steve. We're celebrated our thousandth download of our podcast with our first t-shirt contest. That is so exciting. And you know, I was at the beach surrounded by family when you texted me and we all cheered. And I think I even drank a glass of something sparkly. Did it have any lavender or palmarosa oil in it? No. Ugh. No. Now I'm a little disappointed. I mean, it had a lot of great things. I did discover a new drink called Crook and Marker. So we could talk, I could talk for hours about that because it was please, delicious. Please, please, let, please, let's just put that on the back burner because I don't want to ruin the excitement of the rest of the show with, with your crook-a-rocka. It was crooked, crooked. You're still going to talk about it, aren't you? Probably. And it, no, okay, this is the deal. Gluten-free, non-GMO, organic, no sugar, no carbs, and infinite flavor. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. They call it water. No, it was really good. The tangerine tastes like baby aspirins in a good way, if you know what I mean. Like, it was amazing. And the grape was good, although it wasn't called grape. It was called, like, not grape, blackberry. Um, okay, so back to the contest. To the contest. Okay, so, so anyway, I did get two. I did get two wrong answers, and then the person that won, I'll let you say who who it was. Well, first of all, before we do it, I'd like to just remind everybody and play the audio clip. Okay. This was the sound that we were looking for um, in the last episode. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Meep boop beep boop. <laughs> okay. I so, don't know who did that. So we get uh, some uh, wrong answers, but we did get correct answer. What was the wrong guesses? Do you remember them? One of them was about the Jetsons. Oh, Rosie. Rosie. Yes, that was a good guess. And Rosie might have gone boop, boop, boop. I don't know. She made some noises for sure. It wasn't don't... me, boop, be, me, me, boop, beep, boop. Okay, well, tell tell them what it was. Okay, so, the, uh, so here is the full clip that you can hear where that sound came from. It was out of episode three. Ready? I'm ready. So I don't know where I would go to see Alien versus Cowboy. Well, like, Area 51 is where you'd go. Well, I've been there, and it's got a big gate up, and it says pretty much... Well, did you try Naruto running to get past it? N- well... No, but the little town had cute shirts with, like, the green alien on everything. Like, meep, boop, beep, boop. <laughs> and there you go. Now we know that's oh, the sound goodness. of the green alien shirt, apparently. Well, and the shirts are precious. Yeah, well, so are our new shirts, the ones we just did, the, the giveaway shirts. That's the shirt. ones I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you were talking about the actual. The ones at the actual Area 51, the aliens all looked like that alien emoji. They didn't have any cute ones like the shirt that you made. Yeah, well, I love go, the shirt. go check our Instagram out because Terry's going to take a picture of herself wearing the shirt and post it on Instagram. Yes, I am. You are? Sure. Okay, good. Because make sure your nose and wrist are showing. Right, right, right. And my foot. Yeah, put one foot up in the air or something. Just don't fall. No, I can do that. So our winner, our, our correct answer was from Kate Arrington from Georgia. She'll be getting the first merchandise T-shirt from the history of the uh, Tea with Terry. She probably needs to keep it cellophane wrapped, put away for, because it'll be worth millions one day. That is so exciting. You know, I actually think she said she was going to frame it. <laughs> I hope not. But, you know, I was really happy with how they came out. She and- did. She did say that. I mean, obviously, she was kidding she's probably gonna wash the car with it but she did say very sweetly that she was gonna frame it so she and i had a few messages back and forth she seemed lovely and so i couldn't be more excited to have her you know sporting the me boop 
Yeah, very and I can't. Yeah, I'm very excited. And if she wants to, she uh, we would love for her to post a picture of up to the of Instagram course. as well. No pressure to do so. But anyway, so that was exciting. Next month, uh, the end of next month, we're going to be doing another one. I've already got the sound picked out. And and again, you don't know what it is, but it's. I was going to say, are you going to tell me? I won't tell anyone. I swear. Yeah, I, I, you, that's I, no, not true. I'll I'm not tell telling. Everybody. Yeah, I'm not telling you at all. But you're going to love it as well. So now um, we will continue on. What's it called? Say la vie or as la vie? Viva la Vegas. No, you actually said it was. C'est la vie. Allons-y's. C'est la vie. Allons-y's. I don't know what you're saying. Allons-y's. It's like that's life. There it is. You're the one who said it the last time. I thought that was carpe diem. Seize the day. So, exactly. uh, so, so you are an, an expert in all kind of languages. Obviously, what, yeah. I mean, I, I, me and Melania Trump, we speak everything. Okay. At least I'm, one or two words. I mean, right. you could drop me in the middle of anywhere. So, hey, let me ask a question. Like, what words do you know in other languages? The two languages I had: the foreign exchange student from Thailand and the exchange student from Norway. And those are two cultures of children that lived in my house for a very long time that I probably couldn't do two words in that language. Well, yeah, Norwegian is weird. Don't, they have letters that we don't even have. Like, how am I supposed to say a, and the, a word that's an O with a slash And their it? words are long. Like, I don't know if, if it's bad. Like Finland and Germany, like they just, you know, the blue house on the hill is all like hoof is flocking, flicking, flock. Like they create a whole new long word with no spaces. It's true. And and I and I mean, some of the longest words I've ever saw were in Finland. Like they were like continued on to the next building long. They're very long. That's true. But and in Thailand, I that's that I tried to learn a few languages. Every time I travel, I try to learn a couple words. Well, I know a little bit of Vietnamese, but when. Where'd you get Vietnamese from? Um, around. I mean, so you had you had a Thai person and a and a uh, and a Norwegian in your house, yeah. And yet the language you know is Vietnamese. Yeah, I mean, I do. I know a few Vietnamese words. Are they curse words? No, my colors. And if I was a singer, I could even sing you a song. Oh, please do. I'll tune it up for you. Malda Noe. The words in the song are Bing Bang Boom Bam Bing. It's, it's about a butterfly. Anywho. Well, I knew I'm that already from what you sang. That was obvious. That's the butterfly song. So like Mal, Malda. What? Malsan. Maldim. Demsung. No. Those are colors. I think I just said red, pink, and green. I know Ho Chi Minh. That is a city. That doesn't count. Okay. Demsung. That's a food. Pho. No, that's ugly, Steve. That definitely doesn't no, count. No, that's a soup, yeah. faux soup. Oh, I think it's called foo. That's gross. So anyway, well, hey. I think look, it's foo. I don't think foo is right, but I could be wrong. Anyway, so what other uh, languages do you know words in? Um, bonsoir is good night or good evening in French. I know that. Ciao, that's Italian for bye. And uh, uh, arigato. Uh, no, no, arigato gozaimasu is, is thank you. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. What yeah, does that sayonara mean? is goodbye in Japanese. But, but it's funny because I was trying to speak Japanese and I just it was easier to say it if you just sounded really angry. Domo arigato gozaimasu. It does sound mean. You know. Sayonara. Um, when I first learned <laughs> how to talk, I spoke Tagalog. So Google that. Because I was just a little thing and I lived in the Japan and Philippines. 
when I was learning how to talk. You ever spoke Tagali? Yeah, that's what my first language was. Seriously? I tell you, that language is hard. Well, I, I know it. When I was there, I tried to have some of the locals just teach me a few words, and I just, I couldn't even come up with the first you know words. Ichini, Sanchi, Go, Roji, Haji, Ichi. There, I just counted to 10. You said you were Roho, you're very itchy? What? No, that's how you count to 10. I just did it. That's that's Tagalog? Yeah. That's awesome. I did not know you knew any Tagalog. And my mother took me to the market in the Philippines, and some lady grabbed me away from her and ran off with me. And it wasn't that she was trying to kidnap me. They had never seen a blonde-haired white baby with green eyes. So my mom found me. Like She was like, wait, bring my baby back. And I was literally like in the great-grandmother's lap, and they were all just like touching me and looking at me. Like I was like a specimen. It's just like like we do to you today. Mm-hmm. We all just get there. We just want to be around you. It's true. I know. It is. It's true. So you know, in an earlier episode, you had been talking about the market that's near Angola. The market? The, you talked about the banks and all the stuff. And, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just two banks, but I mean, they look like part of the prison. Like, it's not pretty. You said when people were going to go visit, it was a place where they would stop off before they go visit inmates? Yeah, and it was just like a trailer. I mean, I, I don't mean to paint a pretty picture of it. So, like, when you go, you're going to be let down. Oh, I didn't have a pretty... I was thinking Roadhouse with, um, uh, yeah, with uh, Patrick Swayze. And it was scary. If you said a bad word, like, look at you, you jackass, like, you probably would, that would be the end of it. Well, it's like the angry Some, dog down in Deep Elm. I love that place, too. The you know, threadbare uh, six-foot pool tables that are quarter-driven and crap like that. But anyway, in Hong Kong, they have, like, a flea market, but it's like a permanent flea market. It's huge. And Is it the one with all the boats tied together? No, no, no. The boat market, that's in, um, that's in Bangkok. Okay, well, my mother loved that, and they went all the freaking the time. The floating market is so awesome. It is. Is. I, well, my mother loved yeah, it. Yeah, but no. And back in 1969. I don't know if I ever showed you the soapstone statues I got from Hong Kong where they, they carved barns and they carved our names on it in Chinese on the bottom and it's a stamp. But I've always wanted to go talk to somebody who speaks Cantonese and say, okay, what does this really say? Because it could say jerk. You know, like, I don't know. They said this is your name phonically written, but I don't know. But anyway, but what's interesting, so this market's huge. I mean, it covers square blocks of downtown Hong Kong. It's where you go to buy touristy stuff, but it's also a lot of local shop. But the way this thing got started, I was talking to one of the locals there, was there was the prison up the street from where this was. And they they would go visit every Tuesday or something, and you could bring stuff to the prisoners. So people started setting up stalls for people on the way to prison so they could buy stuff for the people they were going to visit. And it became so popular that other people were going to visit the stalls and then they became permanent. So this whole market started because it was it was stalls set up for people going to the prison to visit inmates. And that kind of a weird little little side bit of trivia. Yeah, I wouldn't have put that together. Well, I wouldn't have known it until the guy told me the history of it and, he's, and it kind of made sense. But it was just interesting. Is that the movie in Laura Croft when she ends up on the boat and she wakes up because she's like, coming to or something and the guy shows up and they maybe they fist fight a little bit and then she goes out onto the dock is that where she's at is hong kong i have no idea <gasps> oh my god the real housewives of beverly hills went to hong kong okay hong kong is a cool city although right now it's in turmoil with the uh, the new laws right i know isn't that sad yeah. because now china's taking them over and they can't like do what they used to do five days ago like they used to be able to fill in the blank and now they can't anymore right it's a cool city had the best hamburger i've ever had in my life we went all night we were partying bars and then i was like man well i'm hungry and he's like i gotta take you this place and it was like two blocks off the expat area where you know everybody speaks english and it was a little hole in the wall burger place and it was run by two guys from nepal these burgers were huge and they were half 
grease half burger and they were just so good. Oh, they were so good. I mean, it was just Isn't that crazy? That's the best burger you ever had was in Hong Kong. Well, and well, and part of it's kind of like a lucky dog at four in the morning on Bourbon Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, but it, it was really good. And I was talking to somebody a few months ago that had gone to Hong Kong and I mentioned it. He goes, the one from the Nepal guys? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh my God, that place is amazing. So apparently I'm not the only one who thinks that. Wow. But yeah, and I wouldn't be able to find that place again. Yeah, you know, part of it because it was late in the in the or early in the morning, and the other guy just kind of walked me to it. But he says, "No, trust me, you're gonna. It's worth the walk." And boy, was he right! Wow, which is another weird travel. Hong story. Kong and Singapore are two places in that region that I would like to go to. Sa- Singapore is really. Well, you know, the chick that lived across the street here, they moved to Singapore, and just seeing the kind of stuff that they did, and you know, some of the trips that they went on, you know, over there in that area, just kind of made me. But- Singapore is just a big concrete jungle. And they got cool stuff. Like they've got the big surfboard like building that's on the, the wharf where it's amazing. But Kuala Lumpur has one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life called Bantu Cave. And if you go to my Facebook page, it's what the backdrop is. But you get off the train to get there. And as soon as you get off the train, you look up and there's like a five-story golden Hindi statue. Yeah, I've seen that. They went Real Housewives of Beverly Hills went there. Yeah, and I've been there. The real husband of Alan Texas has been there too. Okay. Well, there yeah, you go. You go to the stairs, and the stairs are going up to this natural grotto. It's really high up, and there's monkeys running up and down the staircase. And then you're getting there, and you go climb it up there, and the jungle all around. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this is like, you know, this is going to be like almost spiritual kind of experience. Sure. Then I walk in, and and it's, it's so typical for this part of the world. They have a bunch of chairs stacked on the side, and they have a little bitty little gift booth and then they have a little dingly statue underneath this open air grotto. Like if they would have just built like a huge Buddha or another Hindi statue just in the middle of this grotto with the rays coming down and just left everything else natural, it would have been the most amazing thing. But they were like, okay, we got the staircase, we got the big statue. All right, let's just stack some chairs and I mean, it just, it was so (laughs) anticlimactic when I finally got in there. It's like, seriously, this is all of this? Well, since that virus and people have stopped traveling to this exact place that you're talking about. Yeah, Bantu Cave. They don't have the tourists there. They've closed it. So the monkeys that live in that area actually packed up their little monkey bags <laughs> and went into town. And the town monkeys were like, you know, living their best lives. And these monkeys came and they literally got in like a gang fight. Oh my God. And the, all the monkeys are like literally ripping into each other. And they're all like, okay, we came from over there and we're coming to take over over down here. And the down there monkeys were like, I don't think so. So they ended up having to start bringing food to the ones to get them to go back to the vacation spot because they were like pack your bags monkeys like you've got to move back so now the locals take them food so that the gangs of monkeys don't start fighting again that's amazing i have not heard that but yeah the video is hilarious it makes sense they tell you not to do it because the monkeys are mean but people do it anyway they feed them all the time well they don't have any other source of food i guess because that's all they do is eat whatever people bring them right yeah so if you just go on youtube it is hilarious it's and they and you can see the monkeys coming from the, the vacation 
vacation spot and they're kind of like slinking in like they're not going to see us and all the monkeys that live there have lined up like Brit. <laughs> like you're not getting through it's like West Side Story but there monkeys there's nothing here for you that's exactly what it's like <laughs> and if they played like some of that spaghetti western music in the background <laughs> um, it would be yeah it would be even better but then they just start like baiting up each other and like one or two monkeys are like holding another monkey while the third one like punches it in the face and I'm um, in they're like brutally gang fighting i shouldn't it's laugh hilarious. but that's hilarious it's bad and not bad yeah equally so terry have you ever been around like wild monkeys or anywhere out in the jungle or anything in any of your trips well in jungle the closest and when you're saying costa rica like we did go into um manuel antonio which is like this state park or whatever and it's very primitive. But when we were there, um, the friend that I was with, she was like, well, look, I'm going to go in the water. Don't let the monkeys eat my food. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to. There's no monkeys. So she goes in the water and then the other girl goes in the water. So I'm just sitting on this towel by myself, just drinking a beer and looking out and trying to remember every minute of. And all of a sudden I hear this rustling and she had like a pack of those crackers, those six crackers that we talked about. Like they're like peanut butter or whatever. And I looked over and the towel was next to me and it was one of those little organ grinder monkeys, whatever they're called. And it took the crackers and it's got its eyes locked on my eyes. (laughs) And it's just reaching its hand into the bag while staring at me. So I'm like, holy crap. Like this monkey knows that I'm not doing a thing to it. Like it can do whatever it wants. So it pulls it out, keeping its eyes on me, gets these crackers, stands up and just like monkey walks with the crackers (laughs) into like the next tree. And then he's still staring at me and the other monkeys are kind of laughing. And I'm like, oh my God, like this is happening. And the monkey opens up the wrapper and all the other monkeys are around him. And he's just handing out these crackers like Christmas. Like everybody gets a cracker. And then it kept a cracker for itself, threw the trash on the ground. And they're all just eating crackers and staring at me. I'm laughing. They're laughing. And then my friend comes back and she's like, WTF? I thought you weren't going to let the monkeys get. And I was like, look, I was that monkey knew that I, I didn't know you were serious. And then this man comes busting out of the jungle and he looks like Curious George, the guy that hangs out with Curious George, the man in the yellow hat. Yeah. He looked like him. He had on the yellow hat. He had on the little forest ranger, yellow vest. He was American. He had on like, you know, hiking boots. Like he was about to climb Kilimanjaro. Like he was very out of place. He had binoculars around his neck, like a think pad. He was like writing stuff down and he runs up to me. He's like, don't feed the monkeys. And I was like, look, okay, let's get something straight. Like that monkey fed itself. (laughs) Like it got into the bag and gave out the food. Like I did not feed that monkey and that monkey is dirty. It didn't even throw its trash away. And then all the monkeys just watch this whole thing take place. And by this point, they're just like rubbing their bellies and laughing and trying to figure out what they're going to drink. So I was taken advantage of by a herd of monkeys and blamed. They all blamed me for what went down. So I guess that's jungle. So it wasn't like we were in the middle of nowhere, nowhere, but we were in the monkey section. <laughs> we went to that area of the beach. Yeah, mon- I mean, if you've got monkeys coming at you and stealing from you, then that, that is jungly. But I'm picturing even more of a jungle. I'm going to give you credit for that. I'm going to say that you, you survive a jungle adventure. Monkey beach. The water. I mean, it looked like the island in that ridiculous movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like it looked like a little teeny cove island 
And all day, I probably did see less than 20 people. Now, I've seen a more beautiful beach in St. Thomas, and it's called Megan's Bay. But the day that we went, I mean, there were hundreds of people. So Yeah, but uh, St. Thomas, you were on a cruise, right? We were. Yeah, so you get dumped with the billion people at the same time. Now, with Costa Rica, were you on a cruise there? I went to visit someone that lived there. So I spent two days in San Jose, the capital of Costa Rica, and then you hire a driver to take you to the coast. On your way there, they don't have like rest stops like we have here, but they have different people's houses that are kind of open like a rest stop. So you're actually going into someone's home. <laughs> that's that's wild. And the, on the way out, they're like, do you want something to drink? But they want to keep the king in whatever return. Yeah. And so they take a glad bag and they pour out whatever it was you wanted and they have zip it with a straw sticking out. So you're really drinking out of a glass bag. Like a Ziploc bag? Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. So you know which houses to go to. So this one guy that drove us, like he made us go to this one place. And I was like, wait, why are we stopping here? It looks super shady. I'm pretty sure he's going to kill us. And we go around and the entire back, it was probably about seven stories up over a cliff that I didn't even know was there. There was so much jungle. So I have been to the jungle. And they had a thousand hummingbird feeders. So oh, there were so many hummingbirds, cool you couldn't even see the trees. I mean, there were so many. And they had big, huge plates of like oranges and all sorts of citrus. I mean, these things were just eating and sleeping and flying and using the bird feeders. I, I just had never seen so many. You could hold stuff and they would light all over you and drink out of your hand. I mean, they were tame. And then we stopped at this famous bridge and underneath it is crocodiles. That's cool. I know. Saltwater crocodiles? Yes. And they're, I don't know if they're saltwater, but maybe. And they're huge. And then crocodilia is how you say it in Spanish. Those are scary creatures, so, by the way. They, they, they are a and, lot more aggressive than alligators. And they're very scary. And there's a ton of them. And they bask on the bank underneath this bridge. And every year, X amount of Americans die because they want to get a closer picture. You know, like, <laughs> or they want to bungee jump off of there. Something stupid. So we got to see the famous Costa Rican crocodillas. And it's the only place they have them is at that so th- that bridge. sounds like such a cool trip. By the way, do you know how to escape uh, if an alligator or a crocodile is is chasing you? You hold their mouth shut. No, no, no. Well, that's a bad idea because that means you're that close. But if you're like, if they start chasing you and you want to run away, do you know how you get away from them? A little, little survival trivia. You poke them in the eye. No, you're running away, Terry. I'm running away. You don't turn your back to them. You run at them. <laughs> okay, you're okay. So let me just do a different question. If Terry versus the alligator, the alligator is going to win 100 percent of the yeah, time. Yeah, probably going to die. Now, like it's not a, it's not a fair. Now, fight. And I don't, I don't remember I, where I learned this, but I mean, I know they're really fast on land. So I mean, I guess you would climb a tree I, I, or whatever you could get on top. You know, of. they jump. Too. I don't really see how they can go vertical. They, well, you know, they can. Well, a lot of it's out of the water. But no, the key thing about alligators and crocodiles are very fast in one direction, but they're not very good at switching directions. So you just run zipper sideways. You run. Run, run serpentine yeah so basically you go left for a while and then you then you go right to a while and you go left zigzag because they have to basically stop and then move and then go back and so yeah, so now now that. you know if you're being chased by an alligator i may have saved your life just now with that tip but i think it's a gator if you just hold their mouth shut because they, they don't have enough muscles to put their jaw down they could do it up but they can't do it down 
them. That's why all those people at those alligator farms all over Louisiana are like, look how strong I am. I mean, a baby could hold its mouth right. shut. But you have to get to it and grab its mouth before it opens it and bites your arm off. So you're going to tell me, oh. alligators chase me. I'm going to try your strategy, which is I'm going to turn around and run back towards it. Poke it in the eye and grab its mouth shut. <laughs> I mean, what creature are you supposed to do that to? A bear. You're supposed to make yourself bigger and just stand still and be like, whatever. You don't run. Right. Yeah, definitely don't run because they will outrun you and they love to tree animals because that's how they kill them. But yeah, you're supposed to go, there's an awesome video of this brown bear that's running behind these guys and the and the guy turns around and sees it and it just yells that's at what, it. You're supposed to make yourself big and be like, like scare it back. Like I'm right. not scared of you. Right. Which I, I would love to see you versus the bear. <laughs> so anyway, did we cover everything we said we were going to cover? Well, and we were going to talk about tea tree oil on our next edition of talk about your oil. Yeah, we haven't do yet. Because I couldn't have been to the beach without it. So I'll just, that'll be our cliffhanger. I could not have survived this week at the beach without my tea tree roll-on essential oil. It's a roll-on. So there you that, have it. That's, I bought the roll-on. That is, that, that's yeah. an intriguing concept. So I think we're at that magic time uh, where it's time for us to take off our, our, our slippers, put on our shoes, put the sweater in the closet, Aww. say, you know, it's been fun for our time together. And, and we uh, do like, sing a song. bling, bling, when the trolley went away, went around the yeah. circle. And meow, <laughs> exactly. meow, was like, meow, meow, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Oh, my. Meow, 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 that, meow, meow was my that, favorite. Did you ever see the, the cartoon Llama with Hats? Yeah. Yeah, did you see the uh, the same guy? He also did the thing with the cat detective. No. It just made me remind it because the guy's like, look, it looks like he's been murdered. And then this cat comes in and goes, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and he goes. Yeah, I see the same thing, too. It could be a double homicide. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. Well, I don't know why if you think it's going to be that, but we can go interview him. Okay, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> and like Lisa's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. I was like, I don't, it's stupid, but I can't stop watching it. Well, Terry, I think this wraps up another interesting episode. And well, I didn't, and- didn't know there was so much about monkeys we needed to talk about. Well, I mean, they're primates. They're the closest thing to um, us. Right. Except for the aliens and reptilians that are running the government. Oh shoot! I do. I I keep forgetting about (laughs) reptilios. I have to remind myself. But yes, there's nothing more terrifying than a monkey that's mad at you with poo in its hand. Yeah, that's yeah, because that that's like kryptonite. You don't want that at you. No. mm -mm. Well, hey, look. I'm glad you made it back safe and sound. And uh, we'll 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 pick this up again next week. And I just want to give a double shout out to Kate, the winner of the t-shirt contest, because that little episode, the beep boop beep boop, was kind of hidden. So I just appreciate her taking time to listen and to play along and enjoy that shirt and wear it and frame it and send us a picture. Yeah, and, and you'll be able to sell it and retire on the proceeds, I'm oh pretty sure. Shit. Merch. I just like saying that word. <laughs> I think I did a hashtag merch, and it just made me giggle. Because it was already like 8 million people that have used that hashtag. So it just made me laugh. I was like, everybody talks about merch. This is my first time. You haven't done merch? I mean, that's always the big I've thing. I've heard of it, but I've never needed to type like hashtag merch. But well, I was gonna... definitely not the first one. And it won't be my last time. No, no. We're going to we're gonna get a merch store. We're going to get a Patreon site up so that the 12 people that listen to this show will exactly. be able to support Clippy us. will be covered from head to toe. <laughs> With merch. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, look. Have a great week, and we'll catch, catch you next week. Well, you too. All right. We're gonna we're gonna make it. Make it. Fake it till you make it. We we got it. Dawn. That's the end.